You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 33. We're talking about how to harness the smoldering power of Instagram. Do it! Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who will kill bugs and leave them there as a warning to other bugs. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth. Glad to be with you again today. And today, it's just me. We're going to talk really briefly about all the ins and outs of Instagram. I know a lot of churches have really doubled down on Facebook and they're doing really well. They're learning about ads. They're learning about how to uh, uh, focus your content in an organic way and get some traffic organically. Uh, I think that churches are starting to kind of get Facebook a little bit, but Instagram is kind of like the non-new kid on the block and uh, it's still hanging tough and it's got the right stuff. So this uh, this platform, Instagram, <laughs> sorry about that, references from way back in the 90s if you're old enough to remember the new kids on the block. Anyway, so Instagram is one of those that has evolved probably as much as Facebook, if not more over the years. What started off as just a photo-taking visual uh, platform is now this really powerful storytelling app that churches are, um, are, if you're not using it, you're kind of missing out. So it's a really powerful tool. And I want to talk about Instagram and why you should use it and how you can, how it works a little bit. And then at the end, give you a few ideas on what you can use it for. So let's talk about why it's a big deal. First of all, in this culture that we're in, think documentation not production. I know that we all have our production teams. We want to get great video, great graphics. We want to produce really high quality stuff. And and if you can do that, you should, but it's not as important as it used to be when it comes to what your consumer, or sorry, I shouldn't say consumer, what your uh, followers really want to see, or they care about what they are really caring about most is an engaging story. So if they want to see what your life is like, they want to see what's happening in your world right now. They want to know what's going on at your church today at the office. They want to know who played a prank on who. So if you just document that kind of stuff, that's interesting. And for Instagram, it's a natural uh, platform for doing that. It's a really great place to just simply reveal what's going on backstage and what's going on behind the scenes and what your church is really kind of about. It allows people who are maybe part of your church or not to look into your church, kind of like peering in through the window of what is it like in there? And Instagram's an awesome tool for doing that. And that's if you're thinking documentation and not production. You're documenting what's going on each day and what's going on in the life of your church. So think documentation, not production. And, and think now, not later. I know with produced stuff, you can, you can make something, a graphic or a video really, really well and then put it out later. But Instagram, much like Snapchat, is a very uh, fast-moving platform. So if you miss that window of when to put up your sermon clip from this past Sunday, and you wait all the way till Friday or maybe even the next week, you've kind of missed the window of when that's hot. And Instagram is kind of going to, uh, your followers might ignore it because that's old news. And that's kind of sad, and I know, and, but that's the way of the world. So think about now and not later, because later you will have missed it and everybody else has moved on. So Instagram is something that's very much for now. It's catching a moment. It's revealing what's going on now. So it's a really big deal because that's what a younger demographic, let's say 30, 35 and down, is really interested in. 
They are interested in things that they can see now that are exclusive. And if you saw it, you got it, you're cool, you're in. And if you missed it, sorry, it's not coming back. And that's just for us. There's something to that that's really attractive to the upcoming demographics, millennials, and even now next generation Z coming up, especially. So think now, not later. And let's talk about what Instagram really is. It's content marketing. And and that's not a phrase that a lot of churches know. um, But content marketing is a type of marketing that's basically just entertaining and educating your audience in order to convert them to something. And in the sales world, that's what you're doing. Today, I saw this really great uh, content marketing piece done by, um, oh, what is it? Potbelly Sandwich Shop. Potbellies went on Twitter and found 100 sad tweets and got some local musicians to come in and make up happy songs based on those sad tweets. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with sandwiches. That doesn't ask you to come buy a potbelly sandwich. You may look at that and go, what a waste of time and money, and that's ridiculous. But it's entertaining, and it's educating them in the same way that Potbellies is a fun place. If you've been to a Potbellies, you'll know that uh, sometimes they have live music in there. So these local singer-songwriters will come in and play on Friday nights, Saturday nights. That's kind of the culture. So they're kind of educating you in the sense that Potbellies is really a part of the local music scene. So there's kind of this education piece that's really subtle, but they're giving you this content marketing piece that has nothing to do with sandwiches. And it makes you feel good about Potbellies. Well, not literal Potbellies, but the sandwich shop makes you feel good about that. And you go, wow, that's really cool. That's what Instagram is really good for content marketing, showing someone something that might entertain them or educate them in order to move them into a quote, let's say conversion or getting them to come to your church or getting them to sign up for an event or getting them to click on a website and come see your church website, whatever it is you're trying to get them to do. Instagram is a great place for content marketing and it helps educate your audience as well as entertain your audience, which I know some churches are like, no, we don't entertain. You should. Entertaining is holding someone's attention for a given period of time. And I would think that's important when we have a message that's important that we want them to hear, understand, engage with, and believe. So yes, let's entertain a little bit if that's what it takes to get them to pay attention to what's going on on the deeper levels of what's important. So Instagram is great for that. So a lot of times we want to look at these conversions and uh, say, well, is there, I know the salespeople are like, if there's no money involved, then it's not worth it. But I, th- I think that if you really understand marketing and sales and how they're different, you know that marketing, especially content marketing, is meant to um, educate, entertain, and get people moving towards the sale. And then you want to sell, right? So in a, in the church sense, it's like, let's get them comfortable with who we are educate them on who we are and what we provide and what we're trying to do. And then we move for the big ask, like come to church or uh, accept Christ or uh, um, join a small group, whatever it is you're trying to get them to move towards. It's not manipulation. It's, it is subtle, but it's not manipulation. In fact, Paul says that we should be sly as serpents, yet gentle as doves. That's scripture. So let's take that and go, well, here's how we do that with content marketing. All right. So let's look at Instagram really quick and talk about how it works. There's a couple of different ways you can uh, post 
on Instagram, you have your wall that you scroll through and those are just the standard posts. You can post pictures or video and they can be either widescreen or uh, you can tap that little arrow thing in the corner and make it um, and make make a widescreen or a portrait or you can just do the big old giant square standard Instagram. doesn't matter. Uh, your videos have a one minute limit. That's important to know. And writing the decent caption is a huge part of a good post. You know, you don't want your caption just to say hanging out and then there's a picture. Yeah, sure. If the picture's great, it could work. But a lot of times, let's face it. I mean, you're, you've seen Instagram. Not all the photos are great. So it's good to have someone write something, a con- contextual sentence or two. Uh, I th- I've, I've had some actual good uh, return on like a longer caption. That's more like a mini micro blog where it's got a, a graphic and then uh, about six to eight sentences that are pointed towards some point and then a bunch of hashtags and you can use 30 hashtags on Instagram. And I, th- I suggest you use them all. In fact, I have a, a, a an Evernote file where I, I've saved different clusters of hashtags, depending on what I'm talking about. So this set of hashtags is for when I put out scripture graphics, if I want to get those out, because on Instagram, hashtags are how people find you. If you're a public account. Now, if you're not, a, if you're a private account, you're going to have a, people aren't going to be able to see your stuff because you're set to private. So if you want to be discovered, I suggest churches go to a business account, which is easy to go into your profile and set all that up. It just, it's a button, say set up business account. You click it. Now your business account. Now you've got analytics and all kinds of great stuff, but for a private or a personal account, personal is the standard. So I would suggest churches get a business account. That way you can get some insights and analytics and see how you're doing, but use those hashtags and especially use the local city hashtags. I'm in like Richardson, Texas or Plano, Texas or Dallas, Texas. And if I can hashtag my stories or I can hashtag in my post caption with the, with the city, there's a good chance that the city uh, story feed or the city Instagram account is going to pick that up and maybe even repost it. So that's a great way to connect with people in your community and get reshared and get out there to people you would normally be able to reach. So posts are, are the standard way to do things, but here's the thing. Don't spam your wall. That's the one thing you want to avoid. If you have an event that's going on, that's really great. Don't post like 20 photos to your wall in a row of VBS or of the mission trip. It's really great that you went on a mission trip, but now Instagram has made it so that you can post a lot of pictures at once in, in two other places that I'm about to talk about that are a lot more friendly to the, to the wall and don't spam your friends. Cause I'll be honest, that's, it doesn't matter how great, whatever it is you're posting. If you do that a lot, or if you post video after video after video, and I constantly see in your face, your face, your face, or the same kind of content over and over and over, I'm going to go, man, come on, give me a break. I like the variety of Instagram. Most people, most other people do too. So there's a good chance I might unfollow you for that. So don't spam your wall. Post about one to two times on your standard wall uh, per day. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do an event, post one or two about the event, and then go to our second set, the stories. Use stories as your overflow. Um, I like stories for the things that are happening in the moment, like these events that I'm talking about, VBS or mission trips, because you can always save them. So you can save them to your phone after you post them if you want to. But these are really great ways to show people what's going on. They catch up. They see what's happening. It's kind of like watching the evening news, right? These stories are like the news. Once you've read the news, it's not news anymore. And it's, it's old news. I already knew that. So I wouldn't want to tune in to the six o'clock evening news if they did the same story 
uh, two nights in a row or three nights in a row. And it was the same, right? It's okay that it goes away. That's kind of the point is that you're in the moment. So for pictures, you can, it'll show for like five seconds, I think, uh, on the wall when people are scrolling by, if you take a photo and upload it to stories and video is about 20 seconds, maybe 15, um, it's, it's only in the vertical portrait mode. So you can't go widescreen with that. Um, some people make stuff and upload it and, and that's great. But in the moment stuff is really, really what this is for. If you want to view other people's stories, here's some tips on how to do that. If you want to, if some, if like somebody wrote a bunch of stuff on a picture and it's gone really quick and you have to keep tapping back on the left side of the screen, tap back, tap back, tap back to read it. You don't have to do that. I, I did that for a while until somebody said, just put your finger on it and hold it and it will pause. That works for video that works for pictures and it won't advance. That way you can stop. You can read it, enjoy it, look at it and then release and it'll, it'll move on. So I know at first I was like, why would they make it just so quick? And there's a lot of stuff to scroll through. So I get it now. Hold to pause. You can send a message as a DM. Uh, you could tap left or the right side to advance or go back. Like I just said, if you swipe up, you'll be able to see some of your analytics and uh, what's been going on in your stories. My advice to you is if you want to figure out stories altogether, go into the story section of Instagram and just play around with it because take pictures, but don't post them, you know, or whatever and figure it out because there's all kinds of like little gestures and swipes and taps and things you can do that uh, make stories kind of complicated for someone who's not used to like a Snapchat uh, and is more used to a click and buttons and things like that on Facebook. So it could take a little bit of time, if, if especially if you're not used to it, to learn it. So go in and practice with your stories because stories are an incredible tool for Instagram. It is powerful. And always, always tag your location in something that is powerful. If you have a really good story uh, post, tag your city and your city story might pick it up and more people will see it, especially if you're doing an invite or some kind of announcement for the community, make sure you tag your city in there and hopefully they'll pick it up. I don't know how that algorithm works yet. Uh, I don't know if you can ask them to, we had our VBS announcement for parents night picked up by our city story and picked up by our state story. I didn't even know that was a thing until I got a notification that said, Texas story picked up this Instagram story of yours. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so great. Our, our engagement, our, uh, sorry, our, not our engagement, our viewers increased by over 50%. It went from being like 80 and 90 views to 160 something views just by being in that story. So that was a big deal. You know, and we have, we're kind of a a medium sized church. So, I mean, that's a pretty decent number for us on stories, especially since it's kind of a new platform for us that we haven't really focused on in the past. So if you've got uh, some great story stuff, make sure you tag the city. Now, if you are looking through the stories, that's those little circles at the top in, uh, in that window. If you don't want to see somebody's story over and over again, they post a lot and you're like, Ah, they always post like 90 stories and you don't want to go through them. You have to keep skipping them. If you'll just hold their, I know this sounds weird, hold their face, put your finger on their face of their story and hold it. And you'll get a menu up that's asked if you want to mute their story and then you can mute them and you won't ever see them. So handy little trick there. 
Now in stories, you're going to have, if you swipe up, you've got facial, you've got stickers, you've got facial recognition masks, you've got all kinds of great stuff going on in stories. So just play with that and figure out what's good for you. It may sound and feel really stupid at first. I promise I understand. I'm 38 and I'm like, oh good, I've got a bunny, I've got bunny ears on my head. I feel like a child. But this kind of stuff is ridiculous. But like I said, this is content marketing. So if you can get somebody to go, wow, they look ridiculous or they look silly and get a good laugh, it might help you out in the long run. And I'm not suggesting that's for everybody. So you got to figure out what works for you. But that's what some of the filters do. And yes, it is ridiculous. If you really want to see ridiculous, you should try out Snapchat because good Lord, there's some stuff on there that makes you go, what is life? This stuff is ridiculous. It's stupid. Why would I ever want this? But Snapchat's big. So Instagram, you know, is just going to copy them. And so just look for more and more of that. Now let's talk about the other feature that I feel is a really great way. If you're going to post through an event, you can do some overflow, not just stories, but what's called album posts. All right. So this is a post that actually goes on your wall, but you can post up to 10 either one minute video clips or 10 photos in one uh, section of the wall. And so instead of swiping up and down to see your post after post, after post, after post, you write one caption for 10 photos. And then when they see it, you'll see these little dots appear underneath your post. That means you can swipe left and right and see the whole album. So there'll be 10 photos left and right. So it's kind of like a virtual, um, left and right outside the phone kind of thing while you're looking at Instagram instead of up and down swiping to see the wall. So that's a really powerful tool because now, and and right now it only does the square. So if you're creating content that's like widescreen video and you want to put it on there, just know it's going to make it square and they haven't updated yet so that you can, uh, set everything to be in in a 169 format or a 1920 by 1080 or any of those formats. It's just square. So just be prepared for that. Whatever you put in an album post is going to be square and severely cropped. If you don't want that, don't do it or go recreate it in a, in a square before you, before you post it. That's an extra step, but it looks really great when you can do this. This is really great for mission trip photos, VBS. Here's 10 photos from today. Here's 10 photos from our VBS. Here's 10 photos from our training session. Here's 10 photos from our parenting seminar, 10 photos from the sermon this weekend, or sorry, uh, the service this weekend. So you get my drift. Here's one big post on your wall that you can put out a bunch of photos and not spam people. It's a great feature. It's really helpful. So you can tap one of the icons when you're actually making a wall post and it's on the right side and it is, um, I forget what it looks like, little squares or whatever, uh, overlapping squares. And that's your multi album post. So it's a great tool for overflow. Now let's talk about live video because in the story section, you can, Uh, go live on Instagram, just like you can on Facebook. Here's the catch though. On Instagram, uh, sorry, on Facebook, when you go live, when you're done, it asks you if you want to post the video you just recorded to your wall and people can go back and watch your live video later after you've already, already recorded it. That's not the case with Instagram. With Instagram, once it's done, it's done. You cannot save it to your wall. Now you can save it to your phone and get clips out of that live video from there. But that's an enormous file if you go a long, long time. So uh, it's kind of give or take there. What do you want to do? Here's what I suggest on on Instagram Live. Um, Instagram Live requires a lot of, of, of promotion before you do it. 
So let people know you're going to be on Instagram live, make posts that go on your wall, stories, posts. And I would really say that the posts that you do in stories announcing that you're going to go live later might have better traction than your wall, because what we're kind of seeing on Instagram right now is there are, uh, that the, that the audience of Instagram kind of has tendencies to do one thing or the other. Um, there's a tendency that I, I, I just look at the wall a lot, or there's some Instagram users that just go in there and they never look at the wall. They just go through stories. That's all they care about because it's very much Snapchat like, and they like that. So with live, since it's happening in the story section, I have a feeling you're going to have more people see it if you announce that you're going to go live in the story section rather than on your wall. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do both, but just bank on that if you have to pick one. Um, I think, I don't know why you would, but just in case, for the sake of argument, I think it's going to be better if you let people know in your stories, hey, we're going live at 6 p.m. Central Time. We'd love to see you there. Check it out. Here's a link or here's a link. You don't get a link. Here's a, here's, here's a high five me for the next slide. And then I high five. And then you say, all right, tell me if you send me a DM, if you're going to be there, you know, and then you can, they can send you a message straight out of there or whatever. So get some engagement, get some people ready. And then at 6 PM you go live and you do your thing. And it's a really a powerful, fun thing. If you can advertise it, I've actually had more luck with Facebook live than Instagram live. Um, I imagine that they'll probably look at that in the future and try to make that better because I feel like my experience there is not uncommon. So I feel like just hanging there with Instagram live, I think it's going to become a better thing there. They kind of pulled that from Periscope on Twitter a little more than a Facebook live kind of idea. So I think they're, they're there might need to be some, some tweaks done, but it's still a good tool. So videos don't stay promote way ahead of time. That's the good thing about live video. All right. Now, last section of this podcast, let's talk about some ideas of some things that you can post, um, in different areas of, of Instagram as a church. I've already talked about event overflow, taking one or two photos on your wall and then, uh, putting the rest on stories or do an album post and then put the rest on stories. Um, here's some other ideas, some content ideas for you for Instagram. It's always, uh, low hanging fruit to do announcements on, on social media. So let's just say that and get it out of the way. But I'm going to tell you, I, I wouldn't do that more than once a week, once a week, one announcement, once a week. Yeah. Take your most important announcement, put it out on the day that you get good engagement and try to get people engaged with it. But announcements are not really why people come to Instagram, but you kind of have to tell people what's going on. So it's kind of that happy medium. You got to figure that out at your church. Now, uh, I like to do that in stories. And the reason is because it's just like news announcements are temporary. So stories are temporary, put them there and then you don't have to worry about it. But if you want to post on your wall, you can. So, uh, make announcements. You can tell stories about people's lives. Take a photo. I, I'll just give you an example. I took a photo of a volunteer who was serving in our kids ministry. She was teaching and it was a great photo. And then, um, I went back and put it on Instagram because the children's minister told me this story about how she's this great teacher at this local school and she got teacher of the year and everybody loves her. And I was like, great, just give me her name. And so I wrote all that down in a, in a caption for a post on Instagram. And it was huge. People loved that post because it was telling stories about someone who's volunteering. And then I challenged them to come to um, our website where they can sign up if they're interested in volunteering or contact somebody about volunteering, whatever. So I pulled it, put a call to action at the end of why am I telling you this story? It's content marketing, right? So I'm telling you the story that informs and I guess entertains a little more, mostly that one informs. And then I give you, if you're 
interested in being part of this story or having a story like this, here's what you do. So I gave them a call to action. It wasn't a paid advertisement. You can do ads on Instagram. Um, and, and, and that's a super powerful thing because the ads that you do on Instagram, they look just like regular posts and people will click them and they don't even know it's an ad in that, in that sly. <laughs> I thought that was really great. And I'm like, I can't wait to do some Instagram ads. Uh, so tell, tell stories of people who have been changed by Christ. Um, it's, it's so easy to get video of people like you just hear this story about a great uh, thing that happened. Say a kid gets uh, accepts accepts Christ at VBS and you're standing there and his mom is standing there and you go, Hey, I, I'm really excited about what happened in you know, John's life here. Is it okay if I get my phone and I capture a quick story? Can you talk about it? How that's affected you uh, for our Instagram account? And then you just pull out your phone and film and say, yeah, I'm so excited and about, John's decision. We're happy and thankful because I've already talked to him about this story, right? I already know it's a good story. So I know they're not going to get on camera and go, I just can't believe that you guys would do that. And it becomes this really terrible train wreck. So I've already vetted this story. So I'll just get it on camera and then put it out. I've already got their permission. They told me I could, and I put them out and it's a great story. I did this with another video we had, uh, of, of, a, of a, we did this really well done, high produced video in our church service about a couple who invested in the life of a guy who was a, um, a, a local homeless guy here in our town and just really invested in his life and, and turn, helped him turn it around. And then, uh, one of the things I did, I caught the guy after church, the, uh, one of the, one of the, the dude that had invested in the homeless guy's life. And it was like, Hey man, can you give me an update on this guy? And so I pulled out my phone, got a quick video, and he told me real quick, here's where we're do- here's where we are with this guy, and here's how he's doing. And then I put that out on our, our Instagram and our Facebook, and people really loved that. They really engaged with that because it follows up with the story they were concerned about. So tell stories, tell stories, tell stories. Instagram is really great about revealing behind the scenes. So catch your your team in a meeting and throw up a photo of you guys planning something and th- put a caption out like really excited about this weekend service. We're planning, getting ready so that we can, uh, you know, talk to you guys and impact you with this sort of whatever you want to say. So we're getting ready for this weekend. It's going to be really great. So tell stories behind the scenes of what's going on. Show them what you do all day. That's actually interesting to them. It may not be interesting to you, but it's very interesting to them because most people, if you ask them, uh, what do you think a pastor does all day? They think you sit in your office and read and pray and you never talk to anybody, basically a monk. Uh, So it's kind of cool for them to actually see, here's what pastors do. Here's the life they live. So reveal the behind the scenes, highlight a volunteer, um, go find your pastor and say, Hey, do you have anything you want to say to the people here on this Wednesday? Yeah. All right. Go Facebook live or Instagram live and post, um, or, or video it real quick and just say, I, you got one minute. What do you want them to know about tonight? And invite them. The pastor can invite them. Just a whole bunch of easy ways to do that. Instagram is also great for entertaining, uh, find funny things that happen during the day. Uh, I'm sure that if you work on a good, healthy church staff, you'll have fun. And if you're having fun regularly, capture some of it. Let let the staff know, hey, I'm going to capture things and and uh, that needs to be okay with you because that's going to help us out. So entertain them with something funny. Because churches, you know, you remember what funny is, right? We, we remember funny. Host a live interview. Take Instagram live and promote it that you're going to interview your pastor and answer tough questions. Maybe follow up from a sermon. He didn't get to say everything he wanted to say, so he's going to be on Instagram live on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, so tune in. And then just hold the phone up and he goes. 
right? There's a ton of ways. Read scripture live at lunchtime. Have a lunch and learn. Have a, have a time where you, or a lunchtime worship session where you go live on Instagram and have your worship team come in and play acoustic guitars and just do like two or three songs. And that's it. Just bless people through live events. Bless people through your video events and do it through Instagram. Meet them where they already are. Because at lunchtime, they're going to go to lunch. They, if they eat at their desk, I guarantee what they're going to do, they're going to check Facebook. They're going to check Instagram. They're going to check Snapchat. They might check Twitter. So they're going to find out what's going on in the world. And that's when it's good time to go, hey, by the way, we're doing some cool stuff. Come check this out. And then just do it and ask for them for nothing. Just watch it. That's all you got to do. Highlight a business in your community. This is a really great way to bless the community. Just tag a uh we have something here called City Line. So sometimes I'll tag them and say, have you tried this barbecue restaurant at City Line? It's really awesome. Go check it out. Um, those guys know how to cook barbecue. And uh, they've responded back and go, hey, man, thanks. I, I even uh, tagged a UFC. <laughs> um, I forget what it was, but I just tagged them in something like in the bottom, like in the hashtags uh, of something I posted. And then they followed me back. So it was like, it's a great way to kind of reach out into your community through Instagram and start developing relationships with other businesses because those businesses, you never know when your church is going to go, man, I really need to know. I'd really love to shoot this video and we'd really love to go to like a martial arts gym. Where can we do that? I'm like, Hey, by the way, I know this group on Facebook or Instagram that we follow that uh, is this UFC gym. Maybe they'd like to do it. And then you've already got a relationship. You've got a connection. They might let you do it. So it's a great way to go and connect and build relationships because you never know when you might need them to do something. And if you can bless them with something, like go pray for them to uh, send people to their, uh, to their establishment on Sunday afternoons, whatever you can do, put a coupon in your mailer, make that mailer worth something. Here's, 10% off at this restaurant, work out a deal with the restaurants and, and put it out. Right. So whatever you can do to, or put it out on Instagram, here's 10% off at this restaurant, go check them out. You know, let them, let them, you know, work that out with them. Don't just do that. Oh, what's the 10% coupon? Oh, we just did that because we're jerks. So, uh, there's a whole bunch of ways you can use Instagram to reach out into your immediate local community. It's great about that. And then last, ask people to DM you. That's direct message. Ask people to talk to you. Because if they'll talk to you on Instagram and they'll message you stuff, that is a great way to really build community around some of your regular followers. Because the ones that are going to message you are not going to be strangers. Well, there might be a wacko here and there, but there's, most of the time it's going to be people that are very engaged in your content already. They love something you did enough to go, you know what, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something to this guy. Hey, that was really great. I love that. Or so blessed by this or whatever. And so don't ever, (laughs) you can't put links in your Instagram stories yet and, uh, to get people to DM you or, or, or sorry, to, to get people to engage with your content. So DMing is kind of the way you can do that. That's your call to action for a lot of stories is because at the bottom of your stories, there'll be this thing called send message. That's a DM. If they'll click that, then they'll actually be able to send you a direct message to your account and ask you questions or tell you something or whatever. So if you can find a way to direct people to send you a direct message as a call to action until Instagram finally rolls out their, um, the ability to put links in your stories. I'm sure you've seen some of those bigger ones where it's like swipe up and it swipes up. And and when you do, it takes you to like a YouTube account or something, some other 
page. Well, not everybody can do that. It's going to be really awesome when churches can do that. It's going to be really annoying when marketers get the ability to do that because you're going to be able to swipe up on almost everything. But for churches, it's a really great way. Hey, here's our children's ministry account uh, that uh, camp that's going on. We'd love for you to sign up for camp. Swipe up to do that. Swipe. Now I'm in the window and I'm signing up for camp. Awesome. I can't wait for that, but it's not here yet. So I can dream. So you could say, check out our new past, our pastor's new blog, sign up for our email list. All these different call to actions will be when you can swipe up and add a link. But for now, DM us if you're interested in signing up for camp. DM us if you're interested in reading this blog and we'll, and we'll just message you back the link. I mean, whatever you got to do, right? Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says that the best thing you can do for a marketer is to go and find all the local businesses that you want to be like and offer them services, right? So DM them and just say, Hey, my name is Seth and I rock at social media. I would love to do social media for you two hours a week for absolutely free, just because I think you guys are awesome. And, and he says, then when you do that, it leads to more business with them. So in a way churches can take that and go, okay, how can we do that? Let's DM some business and say, hey, we're a local church. We just want to bless you. How can we do that? How can we pray for you? Is there anything you guys need? You know, just reaching out to commu- to businesses and, and, and local uh, groups in the community is a great way for your church to get outside the walls via social media. And you just don't have that option all the time on Facebook. You have it in droves on Instagram. I think Instagram is the tool that churches could leverage to really start digitally reaching out into their communities. And I think they're making it more and more powerful each day. And as long as we have these tools, and these things at our disposal, we should be using them. So what do you think about Instagram? What are your questions after hearing some of this? Some of it might've been confusing. I might've gone too fast. I might've actually said some things wrong. If I have, I would love for you to follow me on my Instagram account and DM me. If you have questions, comments, or gripes at the seminary of hard knocks. So go to Instagram, look up the seminary of hard knocks, follow me there. And I would love to interact with you. As Gary V says, it's going down in the DM, right? So go and DM me, ask me questions, clarifying, uh, give me your ideas. I would love to be able to share the community's ideas about Instagram, what you're using it for, and pass some ideas around. So thanks for listening today. Go and check out the show notes for this episode at sethmuse.com slash 33, and you can get all the some links for things like Grum and uh, other, other, like, things that can post to Instagram and some tools that might help you out with analytics, etc. So go check that out the show notes and thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. I'll see you later.